chef. And I am here to start the pot. So let me go. All right, listen here, y'all. Put down your microphones. You're coming with me. Brady King, <laughs> the roughest, toughest bounty hunter in the galaxy. Hey, shut up. <laughs> you boys used the Mandalorian theme in your episode. You're about to get the hot, sweet rain of Disney justice down upon you. That's right. Uh-huh. If you mess with the mouse, you'll get the lawsuit. Oh, is that, is that, are you, Colton, are you supposed to be Grand Moth Mickey Mouse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Grand Mouse Tarkin. Yeah, Grand Mouse Tarkin. <laughs> You gotta get stir the plot, Brady. Oh, they've been they've been they've been stealing our movie ideas. And I'm baby Dalek. <laughs> Guess what? You got a boo boo. I can hear you. Uh, Did anyone else <laughs> just want Baby Yoda to choke them? <laughs> just force choke them out. I swear, if I see a freaking Facebook mom sharing a meme about freaking Baby Yoda choking them out, I'm gonna quit. I'm just gonna quit. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, it's you've essentially been like, oh, yeah, can a child choke me out? And then I'm also like, but in canon, he's like 50. So I'm like, eh, whatever. Can a force-wielding 50-year-old child choke me out? We'll find out. <laughs> can a 50-year-old can a force-wielding child choke me out? This is the name of my Vice article. <laughs> but really, this here started the plot of Plotcast for movie lovers, where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie. And try and improv what happens in between. My name is Brady King. My name is Derek Fultz. <laughs> and I'm Colton Hart. <laughs> How are y'all doing? My name's Tyler. And this has been a real bad bit. We're really going to stop this right now. My voice hurts now. Yeah. I've just ruined my voice for the well, rest my of the podcast. I'm smoking six packs for this bit worth it, Brady. <laughs> my heart hurts for what you just did. <laughs> my heart hurts for the rest of my, my comedy career. Yes. <laughs> my brain will forever cringe at the Mickey Mouse impression you made me do. <laughs> I think that's going to go down in the history books as uh, the worst thing to ever be recorded on a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to try to upload this to Blueberry and they're going to be like, nope. No, uh-uh. um, so really, if you haven't listened to the show before, I'm sorry, first of all. Yeah, where have um, you been? <laughs> second, we actually have a super special episode because this is the mm. first time that we're doing a TV show. Chugga, 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 choo, choo. It's the hype train. Uh, yeah, we are going to be doing uh, the hit Disney Plus show. The high, Ma- school mu- high, yeah, <laughs> high School Musical, the musical, the series. No, The Mandalorian. So before we get too ahead of ourselves, um, I know Christmas is over. I know it is, but I still have one final gift that I would Ooh. like. For you guys. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? I actually don't know what's going it's on. It's a segment. Oh, the oh, one we got a segment oh, yes. for Christmas. Just what you've been asking for. I know. <laughs> a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> so the way this is going to work is, I have three movies that have come out in 2019. Okay. You guys have to guess the titles. Based on their one-star IMDb reviews. Oh, <laughs> so I have oh. taken Real I have talk, taken I think, the I think bottom we can tier. Add this one in like every okay, two, three episodes. okay. I have taken the bottom tier worst of the worst reviews I could find for all three of these movies, okay. which have been critically acclaimed. They're amazing. Okay, so they're good movies. They're but good they have, movies, okay. just terrible, terrible, them? terrible reviews. Guess what? Maybe. They're all Who three of say? the Star Wars movies. <laughs> 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 they're all the last Jedi. Yeah, they're all the last Jedi. <laughs> they're all Rise of Skywalker. Uh, no. So they're three very distinct movies. Like okay. They're very different from each other. And you likely have seen more than one of them, if not okay. all. Um, and I'll give you guys, I've got a few different reviews per 
movie. Okay. And so I'll give you guys a few tries if you don't get okay. it the first yeah, time. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, you guys ready for this? Yeah. First movie, here we go. <clears throat> the title of this uh, review, as sent in by Bootsfra, is entitled <laughs> Worst Ending to Any Saga. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I didn't feel the love behind this dud. When it comes to this movie, I'm the biggest fan, and I've seen everyone in theaters. The popcorn I ate was the highlight of my movie experience. If you want to finish a saga, finish with a bang. I don't care about this. Are my expectations too high? Very few LOL moments. Plot very soft. Wait for the DVD. Okay. You said saga. So I'm either going to say it's The Rise of Skywalker or Avengers Endgame. Okay. Colton, how about you? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Rise of Skywalker. Incorrect. I'm gonna give you guys another try. Really? Both were incorrect. Total destroyed the movie series. Total destroyed went against what the last movie was all about. Loving, just no. awful. Not what? sure what the directors were trying to do, but you total destroyed the movie series with this one. Just awful, completely, and total destroyed the movies. You can't t- like that. Like that is a description <laughs> of multiple things that I've heard about the Rise of Skywalker. It is a franchise. It's a franchise. It's not Star Wars or it, Marvel. It's not Godzilla, is it? Um, I'm gonna give you guys a a hint. It is a Disney franchise. Oh my gosh! Frozen Two. I created an IMDb account purely for the purpose of reviewing this movie. This movie was terrible. Perhaps that's a bit oh, unfair. Yeah. This movie was twisted and twisted. Dem- oh, it's Frozen Two. This movie was twisted and demonic. Demonic. <laughs> Pointless and without the uplifting light. That had been in previous versions of this franchise. Okay, so are we Frozen Two? It's Frozen Two. What? What? Okay, it's twisted and demonic, and it's a Disney franchise. <laughs> it's, Toy it's, it's Toy Story Four. <laughs> no way! <laughs> oh man! I was that was not even on my radar. I would like to say twist. I mean, I get it. That. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever the late the doll was pretty scary most of that movie. Yeah, but I'm not about to say twisted and demonic. <laughs> I would like to say 180 people out of 211 found this helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must have missed the demonology. I must have missed yeah, that one. Yeah, Toy um, Story. Yeah, that scene in Toy Story three where they're going into the fire pit. That's hell. <laughs> That's fun. That's so funny. This All right. is, I, mean, I like this. this <laughs> I like fun. this already. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Oh, this man. one. This one actually might be a super easy one. Okay. <clears throat> Little women. <laughs> <laughs> Hated was looking forward to it. It's not for anyone to watch. Promotes hate, violence, suicide, and murder. Please pick another movie to go to. It was so bad. All he did was killing people. Oh, Joker. Oh, John Wick. <laughs> What did you say? Ding, ding, ding. It's you Joker. got it. I would like to say the title of this is Dark, Gloomy, Disturbing, Horrible should be R-rated. It is! <laughs> <laughs> it's Joker? Yeah. It's, oh, it's gotcha, Joker. Gotcha. You're right. It should be R-rated. <laughs> <laughs> they thought so, too. How did they slip this family-friendly movie past the critics? Yeah. Yeah. The ratings board also said, yeah, it should be R-rated. If We're we had get... another rating system, we'd probably put it on that one. <laughs> if we had a worse one. John Wick. That's funny. I just want to read this one because I think it's... And... I just want to read this one because I think it's hilarious. Okay. If I drank every time he faked that irritating laugh, I would end up in the hospital of alcohol poisoning. Uh, <laughs> yes. Gross. The hospital of alcohol yeah. poisoning. Oh, yeah, we faked his laugh. Yeah, no crap. He's an actor. <laughs> All right, I've got one more for you guys. This is going to be a, I feel like a fairly easy one. Okay. <clears throat> Little women. <laughs> 
Dang it. Well, the bit's <laughs> over. What am I? Oh, man. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Little Women. I heard it's great. Uh, this has nothing to do with the games. You don't have to weaken them. Just oh. throw balls. Wait, what? There's almost nothing oh. happening for most of the times. We're just watching empty streets for padding. The story, of course, is cliche and very predictable. The black guy and the woman... And I, I say woman because he capitalized the first three letters and nothing else in this entire review. So wom and the black guy and the woman <laughs> fights the rich white man because PC culture. Just avoid this. It's detect. Well, one, it's Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Two, I love how they are saying that Detective Pikachu is the paragon for PC culture. <laughs> This is pinnacle PC culture. Empty streets, and we don't even have to weaken the Pokemon. <laughs> Everyone gets a Pokemon. It's Pokemon communism. Um, speaking of uninclusiveness, this reviewer had something to say. Oh, let me hear it. Bidoof is not in the movie. That's a yikes for Michi. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one. That, that, that review. That, I, get that. That. I get that. I get it. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Oh, man, Justice for Bidoof. Me, but- Three people found this helpful. <laughs> we had four. Yeah, count, 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 we, we, we are the three among yes. them. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was super fun, but I think we're going to move on to our normal bit. It's not a bit. This is my life. <laughs> this is my source of I'm income. not acting. There's the, no acting this, is this is my, me. this is like my path that I've chosen to walk. This is the way. <laughs> this <laughs> is the way. I have spoken. I have spoken. And we're about to speak more on The Mandalorian. Um, so on this podcast, we are not legally allowed to play movie audio. So what we do is convert everything into screenplay format, and then we reenact the first and last scenes. Since it's a TV show, what we've done is we've actually um, scripted the first scene of the first episode, and then the last episode of the season finale of season one, because that is all we have to work with right now. Derek and I are going to play a couple different characters, and Colton will be narrating for us, as always. Um, and if you guys have not seen The Mandalorian yet, we are going to be diving into like deep spoiler territory, because we're literally going to, going to be talking about the season finale. So, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, so without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the first scene of The Mandalorian. Colton, take it away. A freezing gust of sleet blows across the outskirts of a small town. An armored figure stands alone in the icy winds, clutching a small device. It beeps steadily as he scans the nearby buildings. After a few moments, he pockets the device and strides into the town. Inside the local bar, a fight is breaking out. Two thugs slam the face of Mithral, a small blue alien, onto the table laughing in a strange language. Look at his glands. I bet we could sell them at the pool. Please! Please stop. I have credits. He slams a fistful of coins onto the table. Uh, Here, take them. He's young. The musk will be sweet. The thug draws a knife and points it at Mithral's stomach. And now for the real prize. Suddenly, the door opens, revealing the Mandalorian, armored and armed to the teeth. All heads turn to watch as he strides into the bar. The thugs glare at him. Hey, you spilled my drink. The Mandalorian ignores him. Hey, Mando. The thug stalks towards the bar, knife in hand. I said, you spilled my drink. The bartender watches the scene nervously. Uh, He says you spilled his drink. The thugs are getting restless. They drop Mithral and join their partner at the bar. Here, it's fine. It's on me. One slides his knife across Mando's armor. Is that real Beska steel? The bartender slams a new drink onto the counter. Here. He slides it down the bar. 
and into the hands of Mando. He tosses his assailants off and throws the cup into the face of the nearest thug. Mando grabs the next by the neck and slams his head into the counter. The last thug standing makes a run for it, but a metal cord launches out from Mando's wrist and wraps around the thug's legs. He falls to the ground and fumbles with a blaster, but Mando beats him to the draw. He shoots the panel of the door, which closes shut on the struggling thug, slicing him in half. The rest of the bargoers look on in horror as Mando holsters his blaster. Okay, real question. Who shot first, Mando or... <laughs> <laughs> or Thug 3. <laughs> or, yeah, or or Unnamed Thug 3. Uh, depending on which version of the show you watch, whether it's the George Lucas edited... Uh, <laughs> the Taika Waititi special yeah, the, remastered edition. Yeah, the Taika Waititi 50-year anniversary remastered edition. It's Mando. But in every other version, it's Thug number 8. And let's not forget the 2050 collector's edition where there's just Jabba the Hutt sneezing around the bar. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> so, very obviously, uh, I feel like this is... It seems like Mando is going to be our silent protagonist. For sure. Uh, throughout this whole series from what I'm reading. Um, and I feel like he... I feel like Mando is a serial killer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, because I mean, he has obviously has no qualms with killing, and everyone seems to be a little scared of him, except for this thug. Okay, wait. So I have a. I'm gonna explain the costumes because okay. I think I like this serial killer plotline that we we've developed. The year is 2019, post Comic Con. Oh. And okay. Every after the convention, a few of the cosplayers go down to the local bar. They're just trying to have a drink. Right? Oh yes. And I think, like, maybe... And that strange language the alien thugs are speaking? Klingon. (laughs) (laughs) They're Star Trek fans. Yep. And I think they've been just sort of, like, maybe jealous, almost, of of this, like, advanced cosplayer. But what they don't know is that he's got a darker secret. Mm. Because every... This man... Mando travels around the country to different Comic-Cons. Right. And he kills cosplayers who aren't doing... Thank you for your service, sir. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I didn't get it for a second. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Doing, Do, dressing doing up what as, evolution won't. <laughs> yeah. Dressing up at Comic-Cons is, is stupid. I've never yeah, I've done never, that before. I've definitely never <laughs> be dumb. That'd be, before. <laughs> who, have you, who have you cosplayed as, Colton? Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. Listen. This is a safe space. This is a safe space. Hey, I'm going to turn my mic off. Derek, don't turn your mic off. Yeah, no. I'm not. Hey, <laughs> listen. Colton, my mic's off. My mic's off, okay? Uh, when I was younger, I did a really, really bad Deathstroke, and then recently, there's a character in Hunter Hunter called Morel, and I dressed up as him. Nerd! Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely anime. Who would... Brady, who have you cosplayed as? Derek, turn your mic off. <laughs> no, I want to know. We're here now. What? Who have you cosplayed as? Um, back in my angsty high school uh PC development days. Oh. I went as the TF2 scout. <laughs> Those were rough formative years. I can also yeah. say that I have never cosplayed. <laughs> like I can honestly say I have never cosplayed as someone. Every day I wake up, I have to put on a mask. I, I mean, cosplay every cos- day. I'm cosplaying as happy. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, well, okay, like legitimately, I did dress up one year for Halloween as Anakin Skywalker. As like Anakin Skywalker from Episode One. Still a better Anakin than Hayden Christensen. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, the hype train's coming again. <laughs> the hype train's back, everybody. All right, so we've established that this is Comic-Con. Yes. I'm curious where your serial killer theory comes into play. Here. Um, I think, uh, I like the idea of, like, 
like so this is like the opening of this t of this like true not true crime but like right. a true detective esque tv show okay so i think it's like this is the opening to that where it's like it's after comic-con everyone's at a bar you know kind of imbibing so it's like you say like he's he's in armor and he's armed to the teeth right i don't think that like he's in a particular like costume yeah because i mean like right. no he's in like actual armor like he right. walks in and like Military Kevlar. And yeah. They're like, oh, and they're like, oh, look oh at it's this the Comic Cons in town. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, you spilled my drink. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like the idea of him like going around to like the different Comic Cons of America and like he's he's the Comic Con killer. I I like this idea of like at every Comic Con that he attends, he like wears a different costume or like has a different motif that he uses. Like he nunchucks somebody to death. Yeah. Or, like, he, <laughs> He, yeah. He's really like, and no one's really like. He's killing the neckbeards of the world, like right. the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. sweaty neckbeards. So no one's like, no one's too, no one's too upset, upset about it. it. I mean, they're upset like just on a human level because of murder, right? Right. And right. the cops feel- aren't sure what to do because like they were furries. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> they're like, is it a mercy killing or is it like vigilante justice? Uh, the court will probably prove him innocent when he goes to trial. <laughs> Listen, sir, you, if you come forward now, we will vote not you, guilty. Yeah. You'd, be, you'd be hard pressed to find an impartial juror. <laughs> um, I think, uh, so he's, he's at this specific comic con, right. which I think had a lot of like, you know, star Wars fans and like, yeah. Um, so I just, think maybe the rest of these people in this bar are just like innocent cosplayers. And they're just like, their their method and they're right. really playing into they're the real bit. into it yeah, yeah. Well, or they like think that this is just like a bit that these characters are doing like oh yeah the Mandalorian just like killed these people yeah 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 I think it'd be like oh fun like yeah we- nobody thinks it's legit until this dude gets sliced in half in yeah <laughs> by okay and if we're saying it's in 2019 it's one of those like so like automatic doors <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like if he's getting sliced in half by an automatic door <laughs> that is moving at in 0.5 miles per it's hour slow, this man death. has the softest body <laughs> his body is made of melted butter um but yeah so I think this murder happens um and everyone's like uh Oh my god, like do? what do we do? And then it cuts, you know, it cuts to the title screen. And then um I feel like this is like like I said, I feel like it's kind of a, like a police procedural. Um Okay. What if it's like the Mandalorian isn't him? Like he's not it's not the serial killer. What if the Mandalorian okay. Is like the detective agency that's like after him. Oh, or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so it's a group of cosplayers because they know how cosplayers think right it's a bunch of cosplayers that have criminal justice degrees yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the police are all, weird... like the police have no idea how to catch that, this person i want to see that venn diagram of criminal justice i want to see where they intersect and like where that comes into play that's funny yeah please if you are such a such a unique being please, please <laughs> reach out to us reach out i want there to be a trending hashtag on twitter tomorrow night that's like cosplay criminal justice <laughs> i guess our our like i don't know what are they called fake cops our, our, our pretender cops like like mall cops yeah our mall cops <laughs> are mall cops cosplaying cops <laughs> i mean i think that they have like a level of authority like i don't think that they're like fake cops when you said like fake cops i'm like you mean like people that impersonate yeah, police no, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i feel like the people who impersonate police like, yeah that's for, i mean that's for sure cosplaying mm-hmm. but it's also illegal <laughs> like cosplaying should be <laughs> So the Mandalorian right. is like a coalition of like 
mm-hmm. police and detective. Like, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like police and detectives that also cosplay. Yeah. 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 Mm. Because you have to, you have to really get into the mind of a cosplayer. You got to know how they tick and know how they think. So. Right. And there's definitely a character who's like a hard pressed, like detective. Yeah. Who's like assigned to like be head of the team who does not cosplay. And he's right. just like, Utterly I think, confused. I think it's like time. he's like that dude from that show Chicago PD. He sound he's like a grizzled cop that sounds like he's been eating gravel for the past sixty years. <laughs> and he comes across this freaking like anime like anime yeah. girl who's like cosplaying. Yeah, he's like, he, he's like wait, 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 he, comes, I, he comes across Hatsune Miku and he's like <laughs> he's like oh, I, didn't, oh, I didn't graduate from from uh, Yale. Wait, I love this idea. Just ready to end it all. Like mm, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're done here. <laughs> I love this idea that like maybe he gets a letter on his desk one day that's like we're putting together a team and the only, <laughs> and the only people who can stop cosplayers are cosplayers. And so he has to go to like Portland and find like the wackiest, weirdest, like, yeah, he has, <laughs> he Googles what a cosplayer is. <laughs> There's a whole segment of him like researching just any types it in cos space play. <laughs> he discovers some weird subreddits. <laughs> Oh, I love this. And so I, I think we could almost go like the Suicide Squad route where he's got to like oh, put together yes, this yes. team. Oh, God. There has to be a guy dressed up as Deadpool. That's way too into he's it. Just <laughs> way, way, way too into he's it. He's way too into it. Turns out Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> so I, are we keeping with uh, the eight episode format? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's So fine. I think it's like, um, uh, the, so episode one is introducing you know, introducing the, the dile- team, the, yeah. the team and the dilemma that the dilemma <laughs> and introducing the dilemma that's going on. Yeah. Um, and then, and the cop, like the real, like, you know, the like actual, actual cop is like, why haven't we heard anything about this? And like, well, no one, you know, no one cares about nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could not be bothered. What if this is like a seven scenario where it's like he's committing the seven like deadly animes or something like that. <laughs> I mean, there's an anime called The Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Um, there's or, one where he like hires a titan to like bite somebody in half, <laughs> and there's another where he like stupid like, in someone to death with dumb. a death note. No, I'm done, done. It's dumb. It's dumb. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want to poo poo all over your bit. Um, or it's like. Uh, character yeah or each person that's been killed is like a part of like one of the big franchises yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like and it's like going by like whatever is in the box office that you know that month like whatever's mm-hmm. been taken over so it's like the rise of skywalker just came out so they just you know they just killed some dude dressed up as, as uh, like luke or as, Ray yeah or something as luke's severed hand um <laughs> And then dude dressed up as a porg. That's to like try to predict the box office of like what's yeah. coming out in the next like couple of months to see if they can track down like what big franchise Comic Con character he's going after. He's next. going after next. But yeah. then he's gonna pull a loop on him, and uh, they don't realize that they also have to include video games into this. <laughs> he has to double down on his research. Yeah. <laughs> what is a Fortnite? <laughs> he, he types in. He like two finger pecks at the keyboard. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts? Question <laughs> mark. No, Kingdom of Hearts. <laughs> All right. I really like where this was going. But uh, yeah, this is I it. don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Right. Um, let's go ahead and read the last scene, and I guess we'll find out where this is going. The charred bodies of a dozen stormtroopers lie strewn across the rocky ground as several figures emerge from a nearby tunnel. 
Mando, his accomplice Grief Karga, and vigilante Cara Dune keep their weapons at the ready. Grief clutches a tiny backpack, where Baby Yoda bounces happily. A sound draws their attention to the sky, as a TIE fighter roars over the horizon. Lock it in! Inside the fighter, Moff Gideon adjusts the targeting system as he bears down on the group. Mando and Kara open fire, their blasters useless against the TIE's armor. The fighter roars overhead, releasing three explosive shots before disappearing behind a distant hill. He missed. He won't next time. Our blasters are useless. Hey, let's make the baby do the magic hand thing. Come on, baby, do the magic hand thing. Baby Yoda waves at him happily. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. I'm not. Mando slings a small jetpack over his shoulders, securing it onto his back. Here he comes. The TIE fighter reappears, preparing a second flyby. As Moff Gideon closes in, Mando ignites the jetpack and waits. The fighter grows closer, closer, and closer before Mando ignites the jetpack and leaps over the tie. He shoots a metal cord from his wrist, attaching himself to the fighter. It pulls him into the sky, slinging him back and forth as Moff Gideon tries to shake him. As Mando pulls himself onto the tie's wing, he slips a small explosive charge from his belt onto the ship's hull. He lets go, falling back as the TIE fighter's wing explodes. Grief and Kara watch as the TIE spirals down and crashes into the distance. Mando struggles to control his jetpack as he plummets to the ground, before finally bringing himself to a stop, just inches above the ground. That was impressive, Mondo. Very impressive. Looks like your guild rate's just gone up. Any more stormtroopers? I think we cleaned up the town. I'll stay around just to be sure. You're staying here? Well, why not? Navarro's a very fine planet, and now that the scum and villainy have been washed away, it's a respectable place. As a bounty hunter hive? Some of my favorite people are bounty hunters. And perhaps this specimen of soldier might consider joining our ranks. Kara smiles. Yeah, I've got some clerical issues concerning my chain code. And if you would agree to become my enforcer, clerical concerns would be the least of your worries. Baby Yoda waddles over to Mando and smiles. <laughs> but you, my friend, you would be welcome back into the guild with open arms. So go off, enjoy yourself, and when you're ready, you will have the pick of all quarries. Mando leans down and scoops up Baby Yoda. I'm afraid I have more pressing matters at hand. Kara leans in and gently strokes Baby Yoda's ear. He gurgles happily. Take care of this little one. Or maybe he'll take care of you. Mando waves goodbye and ignites his jetpack. Baby Yoda watches as Kara Dune and Grief grow smaller and smaller in the distance. Um, okay. So, this is obviously... Oh, go, no, you look like you have some, If you, Reader, if you can't see, it looks like Brady has something <laughs> I think hatching so. in his mind. I think, obviously, like, Moff Gideon right. is a part of this squad that is tracking Mondo down. But Do I you think, think so? I think what we find out is that Mando was framed. Mm. I think that's why he's the protagonist of this whole series, is that, like, maybe... Maybe he's been framed this whole time. Okay. That's, he's just like a traveling... Maybe it's like a wrong place at the wrong time scenario. Yeah. Mm. Um, like he just like... Maybe they were like reenacting a bit in the uh, in the like bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And things just went one step too far. And like he pushed his friend into the like door and accidentally like ended up killing him or something okay. like that. And so he's been on the run and the killing matches the pattern of these other killings that they've been after and so he's the perfect suspect. Oh, okay. it's like this is the first step, the first scene is like a little twist. Yeah. It's like yeah, this yeah. isn't related uh, to So the I think later on later on we find out that Mando is not actually 
the killer. Oh. And he surrounded himself with Cara Dune and Grief, who are the only two who know the truth. It's like right. it's like fellow, like, I don't know, Twitch buddies or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think Cara I think Cara Dune and Grief are obviously like very obviously their screen names. It's like a very like ready player mm-hmm. one oh, scenario where yeah, they only yeah, call sure. each other by their That's screen their, names. Like, Discord think, chat name. Or yeah, Baby yeah, yeah. Yoda is like the people who like actually dress up their kids and take them into <laughs> Comic Cons like with a Labradoodle you. in a <laughs> <laughs> Um or yeah, Baby Yoda is for sure like just someone's like a, a corgi. Yeah. Like that's been that's been haphazardly like spray painted green. Yeah. <laughs> with no care or thought to the aftermath. Yeah, or well being. With, no, with no care dune or thought. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Mando was in the first scene perceived to be the killer. Right. Do you think like they edited it or they like like they're actually like this is actually the editors of our podcast <laughs> the, the editors of this fake TV show we're making. Do you think it was edited in a way to make it look like he was like he just like pushed old dude into the door and like got him sliced in half? Yeah, no, I think it was definitely meant to like. Okay. like I think maybe they oh, were... and so like the way that it's happened is like the police have taken it like correlation equals causation. Like definitely, it's like it's correlated into. Mm-hmm. A like, or like it, because it happened around the same time as these actual murders that have been happening. Right, it fits in with um, the pattern, and so they just kind of assume. Do we think that Moff Gideon is actually the? Killer? Oh, the killer! Yeah, that's what I. That's where I was going. Okay, so somewhere around like seven or eight. Yeah, they, we figure they meet, out they meet up with Mando, and he's like, I like I have like, I don't have anything to do with this. Like I don't know why I'm getting like hunted down like this. Yeah, and. Uh, at a certain point, like Moff Gideon or you know whatever his real name, this is obviously again, his screen name, screen of course, name. Um, his cosplay name, like tries to like gun them down or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, and they're like that's it, like uh, or like Mando is like, I saw this guy at the bar that was like messing with the messing with the sliding door, or whatever, to make it yeah. more powerful, mm. and like I think he's been trying to like cover, like you know, frame cover other people, his tracks, like, cover yeah. His tracks, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, it all comes down to like this big kind of like shootout, like car chase scene. In yeah, the Tie Fighter's for sure like his license plate. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what it says on his Tide license plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually really smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like this big car chase. I love. And they're this. like trying to yeah. like shoot out his tires and stuff like that. And. And I mean, like by jetpack, it's very obvious. Like Mando is like they're like right up against like the bumper of his car, and he like j- like he like uses like he okay. <laughs> I picture Man- he's Mando- making jetpack noises the whole time. Yeah, he's no. like, <laughs> Mando is for sure like it's two like uh, fire extinguishers. <laughs> what if the what if it was like I, I like the fire extinguisher thing. Yeah, I, I think I should go. With, what if it was literally like the entire season he's like building up like. Yeah, me and my jetpack, like, and then it's like actually, <laughs> actually like a, a real jetpack. Like, working jetpack. Like, everybody in the what? group is like, everybody in the group is like, dude, like, no How way. No. A real the rest of his he, pull, he pulls off his mask. It's Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of his costume is just like garbage. Like it's like aluminum foil, but like, yeah, <laughs> he, has a real, he has a real jetpack. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think at some point, like, they definitely discover Moff Gideon's secret and they're the only three who know and yeah. so they keep trying to go to the authorities but they're like oh no like the you guys are like the cosplayers that everybody's looking yeah looking for or whatever so, uh, <laughs> I think, no go ahead no, no no you were talking before i was no but you said ooh, and i was gonna say something stupid so you go ahead <laughs> okay, okay. the rules. i think grief is our hardened like 
older guy. Oh, you yeah. Know? Okay, and then Moff Gideon starts killing off people on the task force. <gasps> and... <laughs> Wow. Why he starts like killing people off of the task force. Yeah. And like maybe there was like a husband and wife couple who had a kid yeah. who's like baby Yoda. And that's baby Yoda. And now now it's Mando a real, has to take it's a care real of baby. It's a real baby. Now Mando has to take care of his kid now. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like, like that's he's, like it's his godchild. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, like in their in their last like dying <laughs> dying take care of baby like, Yoda. Take okay. care of name? Baby baby Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda, baby, baby Yoda. <laughs> so here's here's the way my brain is going. I'm okay. doing some world building right now. Okay. Um, so it didn't just stop at cosplayers. Ooh. Okay. He, like, has started killing normal civilians, but just in cosplay. Okay. And so now society has, like has turned their back an agenda against, against, yeah, against has, cosplayers, has agendas yeah. against cosplayers more than they already have more, more yeah more <laughs> so like more so now um and so that's why the cops are not taking them seriously yeah because mm, they so, yeah yeah i think we need i think we need to do this like towards the first scene so we could kind of introduce that like yeah that dynamic of like society has like this thing against cosplayers and like they don't trust them mm-hmm. you know there have been murder like cosplayer like murders of like people yeah. from like from cosplayers or people like dress up as cosplayers and um that's why like the cops won't like the cops are not willing to help them <laughs> it's like those make-a-wish kids who want to meet spider-man and they beat spider-man to a pulp <laughs> in front of his eye and, just like, oh, and it's the cops are just like pistol whipping spider-man in front of this kid and he's just like oh no peter <laughs> um so that's why the cops are not like are not willing to help them. That's why grief um, mm-hmm. is un is like does not want to go on this task force to help them find who is doing all these murders because he's like I'm having to help out a bunch of cosplayers. Like what the heck? Like yeah. why am I like why am I doing this? That's why he's like super not. Yeah, about, that's yeah. why he's like super not into it. And then uh, they find Mando. I'm gonna say they find Mando like episode six. Sure. Yeah. And they're like, you know, hard pressing. He's like, I promise you, like, I have nothing to do with this. And they go back and look at the security footage on the bar mm-hmm. and can see that it's obviously like been edited and yeah. stuff like that. And to make it look like this was <laughs> there's, like, there's like a big crayon drawing of like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> missing footage. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like it's been, you know, or like. Uh, it was. It didn't happen the way that like everyone yeah. said it did. Yeah. And so Mando, is, since Mando was there, he is like, look, like you can see this, 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 and then like he's like, go, uh, go back, go back a couple minutes, and like you can see enhance, 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 <laughs> enhance. En- Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Baby Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda's the murderer all along. And you, and you just see Baby Yoda by the by the uh, automatic door. Just, force choking his friend um oh i love this yeah and, and like, i also think like what if at some point in the series like moff gideon actually recreates or like gets a hold of mondo's like cosplay uniform uh-huh. and starts committing crimes yeah. like with yeah. his uniform on. that's what yeah that's what yeah. i'm thinking happens because it's like he sees uh you know the bar murder happen or like yeah. the bar like accident happen and so it's like all right now i have you know okay what Mondo if, is an incredibly popular cosplayer. Oh, like, okay. oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, nationally yeah, yeah. known, like well-respected cosplayer. Yeah, he gets framed for this murder that happens at this bar. Oh, and everybody's and been then, turning against him. Now. Yeah, and so everyone's turning against him, and like 
other murders have been happening with Mondo's costume. What if that's what if that's Goth Midian's whole like Goth Midian? Goth Midian. What if that's Moth Gideon's whole like thing? He steals like the the costumes, yeah, and he does the murder and then like puts it back and then like yeah. innocent cosplayers are going to jail. Oh yeah, yeah. for these sure. murders. Yeah, for sure. And it's like you know. Very obvious. It's like a, a Moff Gideon's a pastor. He's <laughs> 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 just very against cosplay. It's demonic. Yeah. He, he doesn't like discriminate. Like he doesn't find costumes that like will necessarily fit him. No. So there's some like no. he's in a Starfire outfit. And it's just like it's, super, he, it's, just, <laughs> it's just bulky. Just blah, blah, blah. But yeah. So uh, so it all leads up to this uh, this like car chase in episode eight. Yeah. They shoot out Moff Gideon's tires. The car crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go to like they go to the they go to the crash. They look in the car. His body's not there. Oh shoot! Uh, Season two, baby. See, well, I mean, we have to keep this going. <laughs> his, um, his clothes are there. Like he like has force died. What is it? <laughs> uh, he's turned into a force ghost. <laughs> yeah, he's turned into a force ghost, but. <laughs> yeah, then it turns out the force is—it's real. Yeah. Harrison Ford shows up; it's real, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> the Jedi, the Force. Um, yeah. But I don't think his name's been cleared yet, mm-mm. and so I think like Mondo is like they know now, like they've they defeated know, they the bad guy, quote unquote. But there's still a lot of work. Yeah, they to do. know he's innocent, but it's going to take a long time to get his name cleared and like to get people to trust. Well, him I think yet. what if like at the end of this episode, because we've already established that Moff Gideon was like killing some of his own cosplayers, yeah. or his, his own team. Yeah. What if Cara Dune and Grief were like two of those and they swapped over to Mondo's side and at the end they're like, we're um, going to clear your name. Like you have to run and you have to go hide. It's yeah, kind of like, like the ending okay. of The Dark Knight so, where it's or, like, you're not the cosplayer you, we deserve, did you, did you, but the cosplayer we need. Did you ever watch 24? Yes. There were always at least like two people in like the government that were on Jack Bauer's side, even yep. if Jack Bauer was like, you know, committing war crimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like just yeah, something like that. Like they're like his two like insiders are like, We're gonna get your name cleared, but you have to go. Yeah. You, like we know what's going on. We know that you're not actually doing this, but like you have to leave. Mm-hmm. And then I think season I like two and lot. three yeah. are like gonna be the like I think Moff Gideon's definitely going to come back with a vengeance oh, at for some sure. point. So I'm thinking, what if it was like Moff Gideon? It's like post credit scene. Yeah. Or like right before, you know, the credits shut up, you know, the credits go. Uh, Moff Gideon like walks into like a warehouse or something. Yeah. And um, he's like, I didn't get him. And he's uh, he's like talking to someone in the warehouse, oh. and he's like, "Well, it looks like we're just gonna have to keep trying." And then the light comes on. It's Mondo's friend from the bar that he thought he killed. <laughs> <laughs> he's been sliced in half. It's just his top half. No, it's like it's like a, it's, it's like a one been, piece. Like, yeah. yeah, it's been like a trick, and like it's Mondo's friend that he thought he killed, and it's yeah. like he is like the second. They've been working he, together. Yeah, yeah. He's like the second best cosplayer in the nation, and so he's like, if I could get rid of Mondo, then oh, I would I be the best cosplayer. Yeah. So and maybe then, like Mondo, Mondo travels with like a troop, mm-hmm. and like a tr- they're a troop of cosplayers. <laughs> but like they're they're like improvers, and they like stage kind of like those guys who like stage lightsaber battles or yeah, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so his friend that he slices in half quote unquote, right. is one of the troop who is going to betray him in the end. Right, and they have like a huge budget and so they can do all these special effects mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And the troop's name? Mondo number five. <laughs> 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 no, Derek, don't go. I'm done. I'm done! Derek, don't, don't leave, Derek, no. <laughs> so Colton, 
What's your favorite cosplay? <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm not done. <laughs> Guys, I thought that was really fun. I really did. Yeah. yeah I, I like this. I like good. this like police procedural like murder mystery that we turned the Mandalorian into. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I also like that we didn't spoil any of the, <laughs> any of the Mandalorian. No. No. But yeah, no. So now that we've covered that, do y'all want to talk about the actual Mandalorian? Because sure. your yeah. boy has got some thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I. So as of recording this, uh, I have watched the season finale of The Mandalorian uh, probably about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so for the first time, it's very fresh on my mind. The biggest thing I walked away from especially the last episode of The Mandalorian, was why did we not let Taika Waititi direct Direct one of the Star Wars movies? Your franchise. He's amazing. Um, I think this episode for me was like the culmination of a lot of things because you have Dave Filoni's like creative genius, John Favreau, who mm-hmm. is just amazing at starting franchises. Yeah, yeah. I did not realize John Favreau. Yeah, he's like, like franchise gold. Yeah. If you yeah. want if you want like want to get a franchise off the ground, like it, it has to be in the hands of John Favreau. And of course Taika Waititi is just Taika Waititi. Right. He's fantastic. Well, I mean let's also like give props to what uh Deborah Chow, yeah. I think was her name that directed episode seven, which mm-hmm. was like great. Like yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, the final shot of Quill just like laying there, like mm-hmm. dead on the ground. Baby Yoda scooped up by some stormtroopers, and like Mando just like the series itself did not have many low points. Uh, it I definitely say, it I has some for, offbeats, but for, yeah, for me, um, episode five. And as much as I love Amy Sedaris, mm-hmm. um, episode five was the worst episode of the season. Yeah. Uh, which is still good, but it was like. I think there's been a lot of like care taken with this series, especially because like there are so many throwbacks to like the Clone War series and Rebels. Filoni and Favreau have expanded and crafted this universe out with so much care that yeah. you can really tell that they love Star Wars. Darth Maul wouldn't have shown up in Solo yep. if Dave Filoni had not brought him back in Clone Wars. Neither would Death Watch in the um, in the Mandalorian. Oh, is that was that Death Watch? He was, was saved by Watch? he was saved okay. by Death Watch. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, that was that's, the... that's where the dark saber comes from. But yeah, with like the the Death Watch and like the dark saber. Um, and all these like canon bits that they're now including in a live action series. Like there's yeah. just so much care behind like this the strategic franchise. release of episode seven right before the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Where they introduce force healing. Mm-hmm. One part that I thought was going to frustrate me, but I ended up being like, oh, I'm good with this. Yeah. Is how that none of them knew what the force was. Mm-hmm. And it's like all. And I mean, they made mention because it's like they obviously said like. Well, they talk yeah, about the Jedi. They like make yeah, mention of the in, Jedi. In episode eight, they talk about or uh, like the the like blacksmith Mandalorian mm-hmm. talks about the Jedi. Yeah, I freaking loved the way they like. Oh, of like of like space sort of like space sorcerers. It's like if you explain the plotline of Star Wars to somebody and then like they had to. Well, there's explain, space space yeah. wizards and laser they had to explain swords it to someone and someone else. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's like the I thought like Star Wars has a really like touch and go history with fan service and like how good it is. Yeah. Uh, so like a lot of like the new trilogy as much as I love the new trilogy is a lot of like ham fisted fan service. Whereas I think like, especially episode eight was like really good fan service. Like, especially the, like I call it the cold open between the two stormtroopers in episode eight, where they're like firing at that thing and they're just missing. (laughs) And then even like episode, uh, six with Bill Burr, Whenever he, like, they're talking about, like, oh, he was, uh, and, uh, he was like, oh, how's his aim? 
And he's like, I'm not a stormtrooper. Like, I was like, and like even the, the Gungan, they were like, they're making oh, fun yeah, of the, the, Yeah, he's like, I bet he's a Gungan, and that's why Yusa don't want to take off your helmet. I was yeah. like, that's good. Like, they didn't even make a big deal that they were on Tatooine. Yeah. Which I'm like, every movie that has gone back to Tatooine has made a huge deal <laughs> you, that they are You're back. like Luke, right? You're the, like yeah, Luke. Here it's he is. Like, they have made a ginormous deal that they have been back on Tatooine. Look, here's somebody looking at Twin Sons. Y'all like that, right? <laughs> it's yeah, it's me, like, George Lucas, stepping in here to say Twin Sons. <laughs> Twin I Sun. really, I really like these movies. Like make you or movies and shows like Rise of Skywalker and Mandalorian. They make me like want to like look into the extended universe stuff. Yeah. Like you ever like look into the lore of Star Wars and realize they made the movies about the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, um, we throw the word Western around a lot describing things nowadays. Like, oh, that's very much like a Western. This is a Western. Yeah. Like this is. Like this well, is a like it is very, like it is the trope of like the lone gunman. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm like this is true grit. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> no, literally, literally, um, it is true grit. Yeah, I like I was imagining watching the show like if this took place like in a western setting, mm-hmm. it fits almost like perfectly. Yeah, there's so many like spaghetti western tropes and oh, plot yeah. lines and it's saving it, the town, uh, getting an escape. No, but literally like each of the sort of quote unquote spinoff episodes is a trope of spaghetti westerns. It's saving oh. the town. It is a heist. It Helping out a, another bounty hunter or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, getting betrayed by that bounty hunter. Like, yeah. yeah, it's great. No, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's a very, like, good example of how Western tropes can be used um, Elsewhere. to make. Yeah. Um, hey, it's me, uh, bounty hunter Brady King, just dropping in here real <laughs> no, quick. No, you're back. To let y'all know I... Something I tried to get rid of him. <laughs> well, one, I don't appreciate y'all talking about me like that. I'm a very sensitive character. <laughs> okay. Theater school was not <laughs> kind to me. Watch your mouth about theater school. <laughs> um, a second, I this bit y'all been doing has been real good, but I, I'd really like y'all to shake some stuff up. You know, oh, maybe oh. shake well, up the plot. Of- lucky for Bounty you, Hunter Brady. <laughs> hey. Like it's it's so funny that you mentioned that because our next segment, Colton, what is it? Shaking, not, not stirred. stirred. If you uh, are new to the podcast, Shake and Not Stirred, we take a random movie, um, like popular movie or popular TV show, uh, and we pair it up with a random movie genre so we can get things like... Shrek as a documentary. Shrek as a documentary or... Toy Story as a war movie. We've yeah. done some like wacky stuff yeah. yeah, before. It's, but. it's really fun. Um, so we do movies that are like... We do like classic movies or like classic TV shows, and we do movies that are in box offices right now. Uh, so what do we want first? Let's do box office right okay, now. Okay, sweet. Uh-huh. Knives Out is a science fiction movie. A sci-fi? science fiction yeah. movie. Okay. What if there is like a superhuman, right? Okay. Whose ability and superpower is to shoot knives out of their hands, but they can't control it. They oh. like every time they get nervous <laughs> or excited <laughs> or excited, they shoot knives at random. <laughs> and so they're invited to a family function. Oh, okay. And the old dying, like, owner of the estate is found dead upstairs with a knife in his chest. And so, of course, everybody's going to blame. Right. What if it's like an X-Men? Okay. (laughs) Xavier. Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier ends up with a knife in his chest. (laughs) And there's only one person who could have done it. (laughs) It's... Knife, knife out. <laughs> that's, that's his. Out. That's his it's, moniker. It's knife it's lad. Knife boy. 
A knife wing. <laughs> so then he's got to go on the run to prove his innocence. Go on the run to prove his... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, and it's not him. It's actually... Uh, it's actually Captain America. Yeah, it, it's it's actually Captain America who has plunged a knife into Charles Xavier's chest because turns out Captain America is very anti-mutant. And so... <laughs> you can, if you, like, watch the past, like, Captain America movies, you can kind of pick up on it. He makes very, like, anti... He, he's got a lot of, like, anti-mutant sentiments yeah. in there. He kind of just, like, mutters them under his breath Yeah, a lot. I feel and, like he was never a huge fan of Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, and he would turn her into the mutant authorities if he had the chance. Mm, yeah, there's absolutely. really no place for this in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Chris Evans, if you're listening, Yeah, stop. Captain America's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Hot take. Hot take. Well, alert. I mean, Captain America was born in the 40s. It was a different time. Oh, okay. Have- <laughs> well, no, he was born in the 40s, but he's here with us now, and we're not against mutants. <laughs> Are you expressing anti-mutant sentiment? <laughs> Boys, we <Colton>. got him. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken us 15 episodes, but we got him. Hi, I'm John Quinones, and I'm here with... <laughs> <laughs> from I'm the, here t- to from the hit TV show, What Would You Mutant? <laughs> what Would You Mutant? Uh, y'all want another one? Okay. Uh, yeah, sure, y'all yeah. y'all want another one after our first one that we did? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's not really even a question of if we want another one. It's Colton, like we want another Colton, one. Colton, please stop. I can't take another one. Please. <laughs> um, that first okay. one just took it out of me. Okay. We have signs. Okay. And signs as a... <laughs> signs as a musical? <laughs> ah. Um. Yeah, so it's like... It starts out with a big musical number of there's a crop circle. Where did it come from? Mel Gibson, you've got such flowery vocals. There's a crop circle. Go get your gun. Maybe Mel Gibson's like the crotchety old man who's tired of all these teens musicaling around his crops. Oh yeah, the crops. The, it's not aliens. It's uh, it's musical teens. Yeah. Musical it's teens. theater kids. Yeah. <laughs> he just like doesn't know else how to describe them. So he's like, them aliens. They're aliens. They're aliens. I hate them. Uh, well, theater kids are also well. Okay, what if it's like this low budget like indie production that like he's got the perfect like field for this like yeah. scene that they're producing yes, yeah. yes. and they yeah, can't get it's, his it's permission a bunch, it's a bunch of like film school kids yeah trying to sneak on his property and yeah film an alien movie they're trying to film an alien movie but it's an alien musical yeah but we're he trying- doesn't know that it's all fake and so he's like thinking that there's right. actually the aliens, aliens he's coming, like yeah. senile and he uh, like pulls out his gun and starts like just firing out and, like goes, whoa <laughs> he's got a gun he kills a kid uh, what do we think that so the aliens and signs spoiler were allergic to water what do we think that well okay as a, as a theater kid I want you guys to guess what you think theater kids are allergic to um, deodorant <laughs> okay <laughs> I guess I, that's really my new best friend, Brady, <laughs> the only other host of this podcast now. Um, social cues. <laughs> it's no actually, do it's actually finding a job after college. <laughs> <laughs> try. Wow. So, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, ends up like driving the the film and theater kids away with just job applications. <laughs> He's just like throwing job applications at them. Like, <laughs> oh, that's why it's called signs is because. He ends up posting signs all over his property. Of like, like job, job, like job, job interviews here. It's like H E B bagger needed, and they're like, ah, ah. 
You mean I can't just get famous? I'm just here to express myself. <laughs> Where's the job listing for A24? <laughs> <laughs> I need my Tony. <laughs> I need my Tony. <laughs> Guys, I'm not... just, this is just now a Derek Fultz roast yeah. section. Derek, are you okay? No. Derek, you okay, right? I'm going to do uh, one in theaters now. <laughs> Cats? <laughs> Jesus. Beautiful. As a musical. As a, As a horror. <laughs> well, it, it's there. Next one. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Cats is an anime? <laughs> These, we can't do this one. Dude, I don't know anything These... about cats. I, don't. I know too much about cats. <laughs> these two, These two genres can't. It's like crossing the beams, the beams in Ghostbusters. This thing's gonna cause a singularity. <laughs> cats it's gonna can't. cause a, it's gonna cause a nuclear explosion. Cats can't cross with anything without causing a nuclear, <laughs> a talentless apocalypse. Ugh. Where's Mondo, the the cosplay killer? <laughs> Where's <laughs> Amen? Well, right. let's get another one and we'll yeah. Let's, let's, let's just, yeah. Do you want to do? Uh, Dude, yeah, well, give us another one. I'm, a current or a... I'm not willing to utter the word cats on this podcast. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, um, taxi driver. Taxi driver. Okay. As a horror movie. Okay. Okay. What if what if Dexter just went on the road? <laughs> <laughs> He's just killing the scum of the earth, like the the awful people that he takes yeah. around in his taxi. Diners, drive-ins, and drive-bys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a gang movie now. I yeah, like it. Yeah, All yeah. right. The, the, the greatest, the greatest horror in America, gangs, <laughs> uh, gang violence. I was say so. Uh, Robert De Niro was institutionalized at the end of uh, the original Taxi at Driver. At the end of the original, yeah. T- yeah the, sure. uh, uh, post-credit scene, Robert De Niro is uh-huh. institutionalized, uh, and he comes back. He's a model citizen, and he starts his life back up as a taxi driver. Um, and then uh, one fateful night. He has someone get in his taxi um, that is just a little girl in a Victorian dress. And then he takes her home and because then that's he, his job. And then he's because like, he's uh, the taxi. What he's, if he's a taxi driver for ghosts? Oh, ghosts have to get around too. They can't oh, just he dies. In the, he dies in taxi yeah. driver. <laughs> he dies in taxi driver and then becomes the taxi driver for the spirit. But world. he doesn't. Oh. But he doesn't know that he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sixth sense. Like he doesn't know that he's a ghost. But he's like, oh, I'm. He's like, I'm a taxi driver, and he's like fearing the yeah. like, lost souls to the next life or whatever he's going about his life it's like you know he thinks he, he thinks it's normal uh but he's like you know coming across all these ghosts yeah and i think it's like one of those horror movies that's like it's horror it's like barely horror but we yeah. could we could keep with like the horror theme but what if it's like borderline a comedy like beetlejuice-esque where he's like oh, escorting okay. these souls from like one point to the next to scare people. Like so, mm. he's oh, like he's like escorting okay. the girl from the Conjuring around so she can like do oh, all her scares. Yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I think okay. like, in the, like playing off of the like he doesn't know like he's escorting people. Like one guy just has like a knife in his chest and it's like bleeding out and he's just like talking to him. He's like, oh my gosh, like let's get you to the hospital. And he's just like, no, 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 no dude, like what are you talking about? No, yeah. we're, I'm, I'm no. not. I'm not scaring the hospital. Actually, can you take me to uh, this old farmhouse in Connecticut? Um, yeah. Just he's like I. That's gonna be a lot. He's like, I got the money. <laughs> There's like um, the twins from the uh, oh the Grady the, the Grady yeah. twins from The Shining. They're yeah, like, take us to the hotel so we can play with Danny. <laughs> what hotel uh, are you talking? And then Which he's like, overlook. 
And so then he he's like, well, what do you Danny. have money? And they're like, well, but we're seven and we don't carry <laughs> cash on us. Sorry. He's like, oh, okay. okay. Uh, and he comes home and he's got like a roommate or whatever. He's like, this has just been really weird. Like I've been having these like weird customers lately, like this, mm-hmm. this and that. And his roommates like, you know, talking with him or whatever. And then he comes to realize like, oh wait, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've just been like taxiing these ghosts around mm-hmm. to like different haunts and so, yeah and i think i think that's really and it's just like all that. an interconnected unit it's like a cabin in the woods situation uh-huh. where yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. okay all inter- interconnected horror yeah movies. and he's like oh I, like i wasn't ready to go like i have to like i have to get back like oh maybe that's it maybe because he went so crazy he like didn't make peace with yeah and that's his, why like, he's old like roommate or his family or something that's why like, he's still like stuck uh-huh. here yeah, on yeah, Earth. Yeah, he can't cross over and so he's forced to be a taxi driver for these yeah, souls because he so, hasn't made peace and so he's like well i have to find like I, I i can't keep doing this for the rest of eternity like i have to mm-hmm. you know i have to cross over to the other yeah. side like oh and then we've borderline got like a truman show-esque movie where he's like trying uh, to break out of the yeah, spirit yeah, world because yeah. okay. nobody's ever tried to do it yeah before. and so then he like goes on this he, he like abandons like abandons his job and like dr- like drives around to try to find someone who can like get him to cross over to the other side yeah so he like seeks out like an elderly mentor or something. Yeah. He's like, who who knows all the dark secrets of the world mm-hmm. or like all the dark secrets of this land. And um, it's Alec Guinness. And he. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did the he, Star Wars movies and I hated every single you one. You might have heard of me. <laughs> I famously hated George Lucas. <laughs> Maybe want to blow my brains out. And I did. <laughs> uh, all right. We have uncut gems as a. Sports movie? (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is a baseball movie. The uncut Uh, gems are the team that he's trying to build up from the ground It's the Arizona uncut gems. Yeah, it's the high high school team. Yeah, it's the... so uh, Sort of like a metaphor for how they're like rough around the edges, Mm -hmm. but eventually inside. Yeah, diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough. Adam Sandler is a Mm -hmm. down-on-his-luck single father. Yep who had to take a job coaching at his local high school where he graduated that he graduated from who um he is now the baseball coach for the uh ludicrous ludicrously bad uh Weatherford High School Uncut Gems. What if what if the reason he's forced to do this is because he blew a bunch of like mob money and the mob boss is like, well, as punishment, you're going to coach my kids little league baseball team. <laughs> and so he uh, he's like training them up. There's like montages of like them like trying to catch a ball and they're like, I'm not good in this. Um, you know, like every sports movie. And then there's a rival team. The, the Air Buds, of course. Yeah, the, the Air, Bud, Air the Air Buds. Uh, he's like, they're literally dogs. You, you're fine. You can beat them, I promise. <laughs> and he's having like some like familial trouble at home. Like like I said, he's a, he's a single dad. Well, he's taken in so many foster children that he, you know, yes. he doesn't have any time to himself. <laughs> he doesn't have any time to himself. He is just stressed out of his mind. He's running mm-hmm. out of money because teachers don't get paid enough in America. This is a this is a stunning look at class warfare. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was Parasite, and now there's un- <laughs> now there's Uncut Gems, the sports movie. Um, 
but like they start winning they start winning games and like he's like wait a minute what and, like you know everyone in the town's yeah. like freaking out he's like a hero now and like his ex-wife is coming back into the picture and she's like hey like mm-hmm. you want like i think that we should get back together because he's like a, he's like a local celebrity now and he's like oh you only want me for my fake money but to get back at him she starts hooking up with the head coach of the Airbuds. uh <laughs> That is not a, that is not a dog. He's a dog handler. Just, <laughs> he's just, he's right. their handler. Just we're making gonna, sure. We're gonna we're gonna we got <laughs> some lore to expand up. We got some dog world building Adam to handler. expand on here. <laughs> no, don't leave again, Tech. I'm done. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I would really like to see your neighbors right now. Just like, <laughs> what is? Oh, what are they? What's going on in what there? What's happening? Actually, I'm not done again. Why does that guy just open the door and then shut it? I can't do that more than one more time. Uh, so four hey, is the limit. I got one more. In well, me. no, I have one well, more. It's the comedy rule. I was about to say co- comedy comes in threes. So yeah. he's got. We got to give him I, one I'll, more. I'll find. Or the last time he opens the door, he'll have to leave, or else he's stuck in my house forever, right. mm-hmm. like a ghost. Mm-hmm. I like this idea of like a down on his luck single dad, like trying to make a name for his old baseball team. Well, that and, feels very sports movie. Well, and at the end of the game, since the opposing team is literally just dogs. Yeah. Um, they do win the final game. Right. And uh, that's how he gets back at his ex-wife. Like, mm-hmm. he gets a pay raise. Uh, he's able he to... He somehow ends up with more foster children. Yeah. But, like, they're, <laughs> like, well taken care of. And uh, he then leads the gemstones to countless other state championships. And adopts the entire team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all they, have. They parents. all have parents. They all have parents. <laughs> but they're in better. Ha- he's got. He's rich. So right. The right, parents are like. Right. Yeah. Totally. Sure. Yeah. Totally. You I'm can take. You, you can just Annie my kids. <laughs> um. All right. Nice. So that was the end of Shaken Not Stirred, and now we are going to go into a special year end. What is and it? also decade end Ooh. version Ooh. of Real Talk. We're not going to talk about uh, the movies that we've seen or whatever uh, this since the last time we met. Uh, we are actually uh, going to do a thing that every other publication has been doing for you know the past couple weeks, and that is uh, we have come up with a list of our top five movies of the year, and then also our top five movies of the decade. Mm-hmm. As we all know, the 2010s are coming to an end, uh, and we are about to go into the roaring 20s. Um, and, uh, we just want to take a second to kind of talk about our favorite movies of not only this year, but of the past 10 years. Um, so Brady, why don't you go ahead and go with your top five of the year? Yeah. Top five of 2019. Um, obviously starting out with Joker. Um, I, Uh, that was really adore that movie. Um, yeah, mine are in no particular order, but I did have Joker as number one. I don't think anything has quite shaped public discourse as much as Joker yeah. has. Joker, like, minus Rise of Skywalker, I think Joker was probably the most, like, controversial, divisive movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For good reason. I also think it's phenomenal and a movie everybody should see. Yeah, like, at least once. At least once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, second, I actually have Toy Story 4. I oh, loved it. Okay. I really, like... It is not a movie that we needed, um, yeah. but it stood on its own. <laughs> when no, I saw it, that the announcement that Toy Story four was going to happen, mm-hmm. I was like, "Please, God, no! This is not <laughs> this is not what America yeah. needs right now." But it was. It was great. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't think we could get more closure than we did in Toy Story three, but here yeah, we are. well, it was also just like really touching to yeah. see a character that we grew up with kind of gain some autonomy and like mm-hmm. 
just be with you know he's like i'm I'm not needed anymore yeah. and he's like and like i can be okay with that yeah um third is once upon a time in hollywood um oh, i'm i'm the biggest tarantino fan um ford versus ferrari just overall phenomenal movie oh, oh so you're a dad as well mm-hmm. <laughs> Most the thing is i don't know anything about racing like nothing uh uh-huh. and yet that movie was still like super interesting huh, to me. okay yeah i i could not tell you a single thing about ford and ferrari in real life but in right. the movie phenomenal yeah um and then knives out i yeah i had uh knives out was my number two yeah I don't. Um, I don't think anything has surprised me quite as much as Knives Out. Did. I just. I really enjoyed Knives Out because, like, I enjoy like whodunit like murder mm-hmm. mysteries that are like. Well, and I. I think whodunits are already hard enough to get right. Right. But to be subversive with it as yeah, well, like, it was just a very it well. Was a it was a very well well written movie. It was a witty fun movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so mine, uh, my top five of the year are obviously Joker and Knives Out. Yeah. Um, again, these are in no particular order. Uh, number three for me was Uncut Gems. Okay. Um, <laughs> I th- I saw this the day after Christmas with one of my friends. Really just um, wanted to get your testosterone yeah. pumping again. I get you. Uh, Uncut Gems is the most stressful movie experience I've had in a very long time. Uh, yeah. Like I was telling you all off mic later, uh, earlier, uh, there was at one point where I was legitimately shaking mm-hmm. uh, because I was so anxious about what was going on on screen. Yeah, and I heard Adam Sandler gives a phenomenal performance. Oh, yeah. He's really uh, good in this role. If he gets, if he, I like, I hope that he gets nominated for Best Actor because really? he deserves it. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you think it's gonna be? You think he's gonna beat Joaquin? Uh, I think. Okay, I don't know, because I think it's gonna be like I know for sure it's gonna be like Joaquin and Adam Sandler, and uh, there's a couple other people. Knives Out got a lot of attention at the Golden Globes, mm. so I would not be surprised if Daniel Craig was like in a supporting nomination, like got a supporting mm. nomination. I don't know anyone out of Knives Out who could get like a lead actor nomination. I, I will say I don't know what the cutoff is for Oscar season, but I just went and saw Richard Jewell. And oh, yeah. The man who plays Richard Jewell. He phenomenal. was also – he's a good character actor. He, he is a phenomenal yeah. character, yeah. He's in another movie that I have in my honorable mentions. Um, the, so, yeah, Uncut Gems. Um, my number four was The Farewell. Okay. Um, Aquafina is great. She also got nominated for Best Actress at, really? the, at the Globes, and I think that she should get nominated at the Oscars. I just love I love Aquafina. I think she's great. Um, mm. And my number five for the year is Doctor Sleep. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 which you talked about on. Yes, I did. I've, I've already talked about this. Well, uh, no, but I I think like based on your review, sounds. Oh like yeah, it, it bears repeating. This is like my top three favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Um. Uh. Just because. Uh. It is. I would say it's a slow burn of a movie, but it's right. like a good slow burn because it's a long movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. That's my top five of the year. Colton, what about you? Yeah, sweet. Um, uh, top five of the year for me, uh, Knives Out and Joker are on mine. Um, I also have Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. I just, I literally like, there was several times that movie I was almost like crying. Like, yeah. I was like oh, so man. happy or just like sad in some parts i'm crying because half our fan base just left so thanks, for that one. <laughs> thanks cool um, we didn't need them <laughs> i also have uh john wick three. Oh, uh, yeah great movie I freaking, so good. Good. Yeah. Like, you know, the, uh, we we probably i think we said this before like these aren't for me these aren't like cultural changing movies i freaking john wick three as just like an entertainment but like i sake. think if you kind of think about the john wick franchise it is kind of it has changed the culture of action movies oh yeah i think I think the John Wick movies 
and then the most recent Mission Impossible movies have changed, have changed the culture of like how we make action yeah. movies. I am such a big fan of Mission Impossible. If yeah. you'd have told me that the franchise was going to be at its peak in like the fifth movie, <laughs> oh yeah, I'd have called you crazy. But right. it's true. Like, yeah, I, think it was, so I still need to go watch. I don't think I've seen anything. Since Did Fallout three. come out this year or last year? I think it was last year. Okay, yeah. Uh, number five for me was Alita Battle Angel. I really like anime the movie. Um, and anime the movie. <laughs> well, I mean, it's based off of an anime. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I hope they they teased they kind of teased like a second one in the end of the first. Mm. And I'm kind of hoping they I'm, do I'm one. I'm picturing that scene where the Alita Battle Angel credits roll and Colton is the sole like standing ovation in the theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to go into decade. Yeah. Let's go into decade. Uh, yeah, I can start. So this is tough. Uh, it's like choosing a favorite child yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I finally narrowed down, um, the bloodline enough. Uh, <laughs> you, you've, you've purified the bloodline a little bit. Uh, top one, which is actually probably my favorite movie of all time. Secret life of Walter Mitty. Oh, I yeah. love Secret forgot Life that of movie came out. It was decade. not critically acclaimed. It is a movie I can watch over was and over again. Was it not? Like, no, critics did not like it. Really? Uh, Secret Life of Walter movie is probably my favorite movie huh. of all time. Okay. Um, second is Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, I still Grand Budapest that. Hotel was actually... I had seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, but Grand Budapest is what opened my eyes to like Wes Anderson's style and those conventions. Um, third is actually Mad Max Fury Road. I am mm. a sucker for a good mm-hmm. action movie, and Mad Max Fury Road, I think, is the best action movie I've ever seen. In my Again, life. it's like if you told someone that the Mad Max franchise would peak <laughs> when it did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think it was just masterfully done. Um, no more really needs to be said about Mad Max that hasn't been covered in right <laughs> pop culture over the past ten years. But uh, Gone Girl is actually number four. Um, I have seen Gone Girl probably like 10 times and it doesn't get old. Um, And number five is Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite superhero movie, period. That made it on to my honorable mentions. Uh, Because it was like, there were just a lot of movies that I wanted to put on my list. But I was like, if we're doing a top five like favorite, it's like in no particular order. But like these are my top five. I think so I was, was like, in a in a similar position to you with Star Wars. I was kind of superheroed out mm-hmm. until I saw it in the Spider-Verse yeah. because it was subversive, original, and it was just a good... Like, it was better than it had any right to be. Oh, for sure. The, the soundtrack is so good. Oh the animation gosh. is, like, the coolest animation I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. And rightfully so. Derek, I'm going to pass the baton. Yeah, for sure. You actually didn't have any on my decade list. Really? Yeah. Okay, I was surprised. Sweet. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. Um, so mine, uh, I did mine. They are my favorite movies of the decade. They're also sure. from the last like five or six years because that's when I actually like started paying attention to movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also like movies that I think uh, contributed to culture in a yeah. way. Uh, like either shaped culture or like mm. shaped the cultural conversation that we had about stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a pretentious way of looking at it, but it's also like, no, these I, are like legitimately my favorite movies of the decade. Yeah. Um, my first one that I have for top of the decade is Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. It was the culmination of a 10 year long story that I think had amazing payoff. There, like in my mind, there was no way that you were going to craft a script that was going to be cohesive. Yeah. 
and yet somehow they did it with both Infinity War and I think Endgame. Yeah, right. Like sure. it yeah. came to a satisfying conclusion. Right. Which seemed impossible. I didn't even I didn't put it on my list because it's literally I just like it was like there's no there's not even a it's on there. Like you know what I mean? Like, right. It's, well, yeah, it's like kind of saying my favorite movie's like Star Wars. Okay. Right. Well, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. get out. I feel like the end of Infinity War must have been what sitting in the theater felt like when like it was revealed that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Like I felt like I was watching mm-hmm. history in the making. Yeah, that's. I've always gone back and I've always wondered, like, oh man, I wonder what people thought when mm-hmm. like this happened. And, and like now, to be a part now, of that. Like, people are gonna be like, I wonder what happened when people were sitting in the theater and during Inf- during yeah. Infinity War and like half of the heroes died. Yeah. And like, or like what happened, like at the uh, like how they felt at the end of Endgame when Iron Man dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number two. Uh, should come to no surprise to anyone that knows me, uh, the Babadook. Yep. <laughs> there it is. Um, I, so that was the movie that got me into horror movies because mm-hmm. it is not a, and I say this with love, uh, a, a traditional American horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it has maybe one jump scare and the rest is psych- like psychological torture. Yeah. <laughs> and like a, a really great story about like, depression and grief and uh the really amazing story about family life i was so mad that this movie was not uh that it missed it either missed the oscars cut off or because of the way it was distributed it was not eligible for an oscar yeah uh i had never seen a horror movie before i watched the bad babadook I think I made you watch the like because mm-hmm. I think it was like I could not stop talking about this movie. I was like, it's yep. so great, it's so great, it's so great. It was back in 2015. I remember it very yeah. clearly because mm-hmm. you were talking about it because that was one of Netflix's like first like flagship movies. That uh, it, was it wasn't a Nef- it wasn't a Netflix film. No, it wasn't. But I remember it was on Netflix. Yeah, it went. And, it, it got on Netflix because it was like this super underground. Yeah. Like my friend showed it to me, and the only way that he had it was that he bought it on iTunes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and like. Then Netflix put it on, and I was like, uh, we're all watching this. Uh, number three is Whiplash. Oh, man. Um, a horror with, movie in its own right. Yeah, Miles Teller, uh, not J.J. Abrams, uh, J.K. Simmons. Uh, Miles Teller is a drum, uh, a drummer, and he goes to like music school, and he has uh, J.K. Simmons as this awful, awful, awful it's teacher. Horrible human being. Horrible human being. Like, I saw a list. I think it was, it was either like fandom.com or IGN named him like one of the top five, uh, top villains of the decade. Yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh. oh yes. So it's very much a story of like how far are you willing to push yourself for, for art? For art and fame. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Number four, movie that came out the same year, I think, uh, and one best picture was Birdman. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, I love that. Movie. Again, uh, again, yet, another another it. movie about like how far are you willing to go for your art? Yeah. Like how far are you or how much are you willing to suffer for your art? Funny story about that. Uh, so me and my friends all wa- got together and watched the Oscars in college, and um, that was the same year that it was like I think it was Birdman, Whiplash, uh, American Sniper was was nominated for best picture or whatever and my friend was like oh american sniper is gonna win it's one of the best movies i've ever seen i was like american sniper is not going to win uh so we were watching the oscars and then birdman won and he's like what like how i've never even heard of this movie like this and i was like well then let's watch it because i i was like i haven't seen it and so right after the oscars happened we watched birdman and after it was done my friend looked at me he's like how could i have ever thought that american sniper was gonna yeah. win?" you watched it the same night oh yeah that's the, the cool. same night yeah yeah it's so good uh, number five, this is another movie that kind of changed the cultural conversation, is uh, Get Out. 
Um, for sure. And the thing that solidified Jordan Peele as a director forever. Well, it was like, it introduced Jordan Peele as like, oh, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. He's no, not funny. It's not, he's not, he's not, he's not just funny. Yeah. 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 So that's my top, that's my top five of the decade. Yeah, no, that's really good. Colton, how about you? My top five of the decade. Um, the first two, I'm just going to combine into the same, like reasoning on why I like them. Um, they are superhero esque movies that do not follow plot of, uh, or the formula. I feel like, mm-hmm. One of the first one is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Mm. Um, I could watch that 10 times and uh, still, yeah. I'd still like, like you were saying about Gone Girl, like I watch it and I'll still pick things out of it. Yeah. Um, I just think it's amazing. And then, um, Mom, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and then Brady, we might need to get the clean uh, lyrics off of our podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Kick ass. Ah! Is- I'm going. You're really gonna sit here in my Christian household and say kick? Are you kidding me? You got a kick? Uh, (laughs) uh, I think it's just a great movie. Yeah. Um, And then Baby Driver is also is number three for me. This is our election for sure. I adore Baby Driver. Uh, I went to that movie. And it's so movies that I know nothing about. Whenever I go see them, end up being like some of my favorite movies. So I'm honestly thinking about just like not watching trailers anymore. Yeah, uh, to start. I, yeah, that's what I did with The Witcher, and I'm like having such a great time watching it because really? I was like, I watched maybe one trailer for The Witcher, and then I was like, I'm not watching anything else about this. Well, see, I used to do that with superhero movies and the Star Wars movies, like movies that I already know. Like I'm going yeah. to go see this movie, yeah. and I usually end up enjoying them. And so most of these are like entertainment based, but the, the my number four is the one I think has the most cultural um, talk around it is Spotlight. Um, yeah. yeah, I think wow. like that almost ended up on my thing, but I was like, I didn't enjoy watching Spotlight because well, that was it was the thing just about so Spotlight heavy. is that like it is a phenomenal movie. It is not one I want to watch again. Mm-mm, it is no. hard to swallow. It's it's one of those movies that it's like you watch it once and you're like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. It's. I tell everyone like you should go, you should see this movie. At least, yeah, it's like at, le- it. at least once because it is such an important conversation to have. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it like, like it's it's just What's hard. It? It's just hard to watch. It's yeah. a conversation we're still having. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the spotlight conversation has most definitely not ended, Mm-mm. and which is why I think it's it's a movie everyone should see. Like well, you said, I remember watching it, and I think we were in your apartment, and. I literally, like, I think we talked about it for... Oh, like, hours afterwards. And I was just like, I remember thinking, like, I don't know if I've ever talked about a movie like this. Like, it's just an interesting story that was told. And, like, a scary... Oh, well, I mean, like, almost, like, for the people who, like, told the story, like, I'm sure, like, yeah. the backlash from that is, like, insane. But oh, yeah. they'd be yeah. like, no, we're telling the story, and it's, like, insane that this stuff happens. Um, And then... I just lost my place. Uh, Ready Player One. Really? Yeah, I wow. really. Uh, never mind. I mean, uh, <laughs> no. Like, I'm just uh, like, wait. I don't. I don't hear a lot of like. Uh, I just. I. I didn't hear a lot of like great things about Ready Player One. Really, movie. I, I thought it was very entertaining. I think. I, I don't know if like structurally it. It's a marvel of cinema. It was a fun movie. Yeah. I never thought I would watch Mobile Suit Gundam fight Mechagodzilla. <laughs> um, but God, I'm glad that it happened. It happened. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for hanging with us. We love talking movies almost as much as we love y'all. Um, thank you so much for your support. 
feel free to reach out on uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Our email is startetheplot at gmail.com. Give us your movie suggestions or like your top five list. We'd love to see those too. That'd be awesome. Um, Also, if you have time, swing over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us get discovered. Um, It is like one of the most helpful things you can do for our show, for sure. Well, yeah, I, I think if there's nothing else, this has been Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. My name is Brady King. I'm Derek Foltz. I'm Colton Hart. My name is Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, give her a hug. A big force hug. <laughs> Please don't force your hugs on Sandra Bullock. Please don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Bye. She put the butt.